Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online continue to get it done with this year's NBA playoffs. You'll find the latest odds and team matchups and game trends and more at Bet Online. It is your NBA playoff headquarters this season. All you have to do is head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, just be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. You'll get that bonus, and you can visit betonline.ag or on your mobile device. It's where the game starts. The sports season is heating up, and you know what that means. It's PGA Championship time. It is Kentucky Derby time. And it's NBA and NHL playoffs. And you know what? Those are just some of the sporting events that we'll see in the next few months. And you know what? Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wondered how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University, but I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. With their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport, all from the comfort of home. Wow, that sounds pretty good. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Baccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers, and coursework, in fact, emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Bet Online and presented by Rosie's Corner, Burton Ace Hardware, and Welch and Company Jewelers. Log on today to WelchJewelers.com. Shop the showcase for engagement rings, wedding rings, necklaces, bracelets, watches, and a heck of a lot more. Welch and Company Jewelers is the official jewelry store of the ML Sports Platter. And I did want to throw a tip of the cap. Thank you out there as well to Bowers and Company CPAs, our great friends over at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and to friends of the platform, the Swan and Whitaker families, the Alonzo family, Daryl Aber and Bob Lindsley. Can't wait to bring my next guest of the program on. He is a tremendous, tremendous baseball analyst for the Yes Network covering the New York Yankees. He's a three-time New York Times bestselling author, and of course, his latest is out right now. Major bookstores and online where books are sold. It is called the 1998 Yankees, the inside story of the greatest team ever. Let's bring him in. It's the New York Times bestselling author and analyst for the Yes Network, Mr. Jack Curry. Jack, thanks so much for a few, man. Congratulations. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate your interest, and uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Why are the New York Yankees, like the cover says, why are they considered the greatest team of all time? Well, I should preface my answer by saying when we go generation to generation, I know it's difficult, if not impossible, to pick the best team ever. But we pick the best pizza we've ever had. We pick the best steakhouses we've ever been to. So why shouldn't we pick the best baseball team of all time? And for me, Mike, it's a few things. First of all, they won 125 games. Nobody else has ever done that. And I know the added playoffs mean that 
only a certain segment of teams could have done that, but they were dominant. They led the majors in runs scored. They led the American League in fewest runs allowed. They lost one game when they led after eight innings. Obviously, their bullpen was stout. They had nine starters who had a 350 on base percentage or higher. They just dominated teams. And their bench, by the way, the bench players' numbers were even better than some of the starters. So I just thought 1 through 25, that was a dominant team. When you covered this team, was there a moment during the season where you said, going home one night, okay, something's brewing here. Something historic and special could be happening with this club. Did you have a moment? I, I have a great question, Mike. I wish I was able to tell you that on May 12th or <laughs> May 20th, I thought X, Y, Z. When I think I got slapped in the face, and I knew that this team was dominant and they were in a great role, but I remember when they got to the 81-game mark, they were 61-20. and 20. <laughs> I said, they're on a 122-win pace. This isn't just some one-month charade. This isn't a team putting together two months and falling off a cliff. They were 61-20, and 20, and it was a dominant 61-20. and 20. And as you looked at the landscape, Mike, I didn't see anybody who was who was going to tag them for a lot of losses. They, they were powerful at every position. So I think it was the halfway point where I started to say, this could be something really memorable that we're witnessing. Everybody knows, Jack, you know, the Pettit, Rivera, Posada, Jeter, O'Neill, Bernie. I mean, they, you know, they, they know that big time core, um, you know, David Cohn. But was Wells, was there a guy, though, outside of the big group? the big names, the, the Hall of Fame names, that kind of was the behind-the-scenes grinder, uh, you know, the peanut butter and jelly guy, you know, the guy to keep people together, keep people loose. Uh, was was there a guy or two like that who was kind of an unsung team guy, you know, that wasn't Derek Jeter or Mariano Rivera? I mean, he's part of the core four, so I don't know that he's outside of the mix, but I always thought of Posada as a big leader and a big captain type, even before Jeter became captain, Posada loved being a catcher. He loved being a leader. He loved being a voice in that clubhouse. And Mike, when I interviewed him for this book, I thought he was as candid and as forthcoming as anybody that I interviewed. Another player who maybe, I don't know, fits exactly the qualifications that you laid out, but who I just found fascinating and who I think lent so much to this team was El Duque. If you're going to have a great team, an extraordinary team, you need a couple of gifts. You need a couple of things to happen that you weren't expecting. And I think El Duque, Brocious, and Shane Spencer were those three players on this team. The 1998 Yankees, the inside story of the greatest baseball team ever. It's out right now online where books are sold. And, of course, your local bookstores. Jack Curry joins us. He's the author, uh, New York Times bestselling author and analyst for the Yes Network here on the ML Sports Platter. Uh, what do you hope people say about the book when they get done with it? I hope that they read the book, Mike, and they are hopefully impressed with the writing. That would be first and foremost. But the reporting, I think there are things in this book that have not yet been previously reported, and that's something that I wanted to make sure that I could hopefully accomplish. Do in-depth enough interviews that you're not just giving a rehash of that season. I was pretty adamant about not just reciting box scores and game stories. I don't really get into a lot of game detail until late in the book when we get to the postseason and the ALCS and the World Series. And I think, Mike, it's a book for more than 
Yankee fans and baseball fans. I think it's a book about leadership, camaraderie, and overcoming struggles. Hmm. The, the, the 98 team happened because the 1997 team failed. Yep. And that's why I started the book talking about the 1997 team losing in the postseason. So perfect segue into my next question, because as you know, I don't care how much money you spend. I don't care what sport it is. I don't care how many games you play. I, I, the playoff rounds, it's hard to win one championship everywhere. It's difficult to win two, to win three. I mean, staying on top and the targets on your back. This club won four, you know, four and five years World Series. They were perennial division champions. They won 100 games all the time. They, I mean, my goodness, they won all the pennants even when they didn't win World Series. So can you make the argument, though, Jack, that even though this is considered, you know, by many, including yourself, the greatest team of all time, could you make an, you know, a real solid case that actually the 99 and 2000 Yankees, that was more impressive than this because they stayed on top? They stayed on top. Uh, you, you could make that argument. The one thing that I tried to do, I want to remain loyal to what I tried to do in this book, Mike, I tried to pick one season. I tried to pick one season in time because if we're talking about the 27 Yankees, obviously there's no one on the current on the 98 Yankees that's going to match Ruth and Gehrig. But I wanted to pick one season in time and pick out the best team. And I think the 98 team was that team. But the point that you just made is a, is a valid one, right? To be able to come back in 99 and 2000. And get there in 01, although they didn't finish the deal in 01. They, they came about as close as you could. 25 years. I mean, how is that possible? I mean, time goes so fast. How has Jack Curry changed as a journalist since 1998? I hope I've gotten better. I hope I've gotten uh, more comprehensive and more aware. I feel, Mike, you probably feel the same way. Every time I watch a baseball game, I, I think I get a little smarter, I hope. I think I learn a little bit more. I think in 25 years ago, I hope I appreciate more now what I've been able to cover because I've been covering Major League Baseball for more than 30 years. And I, I do try and remind myself of, of how cool an opportunity that has been. I've had, two, I've had two jobs in my life that I wouldn't trade for anything. I'm a baseball reporter for the New York Times, and I was studio analyst for the S Network. So you won't hear me complaining at all about about either one of those positions. Two more quickies for Jack Curry. Go get his book. It's out right now online where books are sold in your nearby bookstores, Barnes and Nobles, and on and on. It's called the 1998 Yankees, the inside story of the greatest baseball team ever. And of course, the New York Times bestselling author and analyst for the Yes Network with us here on the MLSP. Um, one thing, I mean, I know it's easy to say as a fan, wow, I really miss those guys because <laughs> all they did was win, 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 no matter what. It's easy to just use the winning but for me, and I know you've interviewed them all a million times, you've been around them a million times, I've been lucky enough to interview, you know, Jeter and Posada and Tino and Mo um, and Andy and um, a lot of those guys. Um, and the thing that stands out isn't just the winning, but it's the people. They were there for each other. They are great human beings. And, I, you know, I miss Mo Rivera. I miss Enter Sandman. I miss Derek Jeter in the jump throw. I miss that group so much. And I tell them every single time I see him in Cooperstown or somewhere else, I would give anything to watch you guys play one more game. Do you feel that way? Yeah, there was, there was something special about that group that there's no doubt about it. I mean, some of the players you just mentioned, I mean, Rivera and Jeter first ballot hall of famers were very unanimous, unanimous and Jeter only one vote off. 
I don't know that in our lifetime, Mike, and I'm older than you, but I don't know that we're ever going to see anything like that again. So I do think as you're covering it and you're in the midst of it, you realize you're covering greatness and then you get this far removed from it and you, and you are reminded just how great and how amazing it was. Yeah. And the 2000 Yankees are the last team that we've had as a repeat winner in baseball. And it's been almost 25 years. Um, final 30 seconds or so. How about a, a little bit on this year's team? Uh, what do you like most? What do you like least years? We're, uh, we're, we're into May pretty much. Yeah. I think it's incomplete right now, Mike, because of the injuries, uh, they need to get some of their players back and get themselves healthy. Cole's been all world. Volpe belongs. He shows you he's legit. Judge, as you and I are speaking right now, dealing with a hip issue. So that obviously they have to hope that's nothing major. But I thought before the year that this was a, a team that would win 95 plus games and get to the postseason. The team I picked to do that is not the team that's necessarily on the field right now. I think they got to get healthy. And then we can give a, a more complete depiction of who, who they're going to be this year. The book is out. The inside story of the greatest baseball team ever, the 1998 Yankees. 25 years ago, they were on top of the baseball mountain. Jack Curry, the amazing Yes Network analyst and New York Times bestselling author, has come out with another amazing, amazing book. And make sure you go get it again online where books are sold in your nearby bookstores. And he is on Twitter, at Jack Curry Yes. Jack Always love catching up with you. I haven't seen you in a while. I think it was Cooperstown when I ran into you at Mel's over at the uh, over at the restaurant there. Hopefully, I'll see you again soon. Thanks for coming on. Continued success. We're all glued to you every single day on on the Yes Network. You get better and better, and I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate the interest, and I appreciate the kind words. I hope I see you soon. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.